0: Eurovision for real with Alicia Michelle. (laughs) Hello and welcome to another Eurovision for real podcast episode. I am your host, Alicia Michelle, and today is going to be exciting because we're going to be breaking down some wild predictions for who will actually qualify from the second semifinal. If you have not decided to like follow this podcast, what are you waiting for? Just hit the follow button, you'll get notified every time there's a new episode, and you can hop in here. And to be fair, all the episodes here are not just videos like that I do on my YouTube channel. I try to do, you know, some tailored content, you know, for the Eurovision for Real podcast. So firstly, thank you for listening, if you're listening. And then I think we should just get into this conversation. Now, if you listen to my previous Podcast, I was talking about, uh, you know, semifinal one. Now, people are calling semifinal one the semifinal of death. And I'm not going to lie, I am living in that world. I know there are some people who are like, what if both of our semifinals are like really competitive? Here's the thing we could have two really competitive semifinals. But the thing is, to me, what makes like a semifinal of death is where I know I'm going to lose more than one really, really good song. And the tricky thing with like kind of saying that is we don't know all the songs. And if we look at the second semifinal, like as of me recording this, we don't have Austria's song. We just got Switzerland's song. I don't have Greece's song yet. Albania's doing a revamp and I don't have that yet. <laughs> Armenia is like Super quiet. I feel like I don't. I don't know what Armenia is doing. Like Armenia is so quiet that I'm like, are y'all par- participating this year? Are you going to grace us <laughs> this year? You know, so so just in the first half. We've got like five songs that we, you know, we don't even have. We and, and, you know, we have maybe ideas about them, but, you know, we might not even get a live performance to kind of stack up next to it, to really get a good sense of like what we're going to be served on the Eurovision stage. So that's like just the first half. And then if we're talking about the second half, you know, what, like Georgia, we haven't heard the song yet. We've had ideas. We have ideas of what it could be. The Netherlands, as of me beginning this recording, I'm I'm hoping that... Midway through this recording, I will be able to hop in and listen to what the Netherlands is giving us. But I do think that joust, boast, joust. Jost, okay, Jost, I'm trying to work on getting this name right. I I really hope in the song, he like opens it up and is like, I'm blah, 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 and this is my song. Like, I really hope that we have that because then, you know, I know that I will fully, fully be, you know, getting the name correct. But I think the Netherlands is going to be good this year. So I'm, and because I've looked at the back catalog and I'm like, look, if the song is anything like the back catalog, I'm going to like it. But we'll see. Because sometimes with the Netherlands, their internally selected artists do sometimes deviate a little bit from what they normally kind of put out there. I, I have noticed that with the Netherlands. So maybe midway through this recording, I will get the Netherlands song and then we can figure that out. We got Norway song, we got Latvia song, We do have San Marinos song and we have Belgium. Okay. So let me let's lay this out here. And you know, of course, the disclaimer is, we're doing this for fun. Okay? So if you're like, "How this is ridiculous. How can you be predicting who will qualify? You don't even have all the songs. Guess what? You're no fun. So get out of here. This is for fun people only. (laughs) This is for people who want to have fun only. If you can't have fun, get out of the kitchen. Get out of the podcast. Because we're just going to be wild here and make some crazy predictions. But, you know, maybe by the end of this conversation... I will be thinking to myself, oh man, maybe, maybe we are going to have two semifinals of death. Maybe, maybe. I'm not convinced yet. I'm not convinced yet. But, you know, and we also have to keep in mind, there are also the songs that the studio cut is great, it's dynamic. But then when you see it live, there's something about that instant magic that just doesn't quite translate to the live performance a perfect example of this. I'm gonna be real with y'all and some of y'all are gonna have your feelings hurt. So prepare yourselves. Okay. I, I kind of feel like that's what happened with Austria last year. I think the music video was so dynamic. It was so fun. It had so much personality and energy. And I just feel like with the staging package that we got, it's sort of, I don't wanna say weakened, but it took a little bit of the wind. It took a little bit of the humor of the snark out of the fun of the song. Like, I just felt like, you know, Taya and Selena, I didn't get to see them as dynamic as we kind of saw them in the music video. And that's not really their fault. I truly think it was the choice of the type of staging package that they went with. Because I think instead of leaning into sort of the funny, kitsch moments, which I think that that song could have gotten away with doing because there was actually, like, meaning and, like, Uh, real validity to the meaning of the song, I was like, then in the visuals, you can have fun, you can kind of poke fun at things. Because it's not like the song is just, you know, a joke. Like it's not like everyone gets that. So let's have some fun on the stage. And I think there's always something to be said for making sure you're showcasing the personality of your performers. And I just think in that staging package, last year, we didn't quite get that. Like we just didn't quite get that so okay so let's get into this if you listen to the last one you have a little bit of background but i'm going to assume that folks didn't listen to the last one so here's the criteria that i'm using and this is a fact i didn't make this up it is backed up by stats and facts we will get more songs qualifying most likely in all televote semi from the second half than we will the first half okay So if we've got uh, 10 slots that are available, we can be rest assured that it'll be more like a four, six split. Four from the first half, six from the second half. Like that is like a safe way of like breaking this down. I know some people don't like that. And it sucks that like running order affects things. And it sucks that like, you know, the draw isn't always on your side, it does suck. I, I, I think that it sucks. So let's just go down the list. Let's see, let's see how quickly I can do this. I'm going to tell y'all, Austria, I, I, we have not heard the song in full. I haven't seen a live performance. But guess what? We have seen that girl perform on stage. We have seen her sing and dance. And she's got attitude. She's got sass. I think Austria has the opportunity to possibly open the show with We Will Rave. Da-da-da-da. I know, now, I, I would be silly. We know that Austria has also, sometimes on the Eurovision stage, let us down with the live performance, even though the song had, like, all the hype. Perfect example. Now we could be CEOs. da da da, da, da. But the difference between that situation and what we have this year is we do have a seasoned performer. Maybe not a seasoned vocalist performer, but a seasoned performer who has been in the industry. And for some reason, I trust her. So I'm going to go ahead and say, I think Austria is going to make it. Okay. Next up, and and I'm looking at uh, the Eurovision, like official graphics of the splits of the allocation draw. I'm gonna put Malta on the shelf for now. I'm putting Malta on the shelf because although I think Europe wants to have fun and they wanna have a party, I do wonder if, if poor Sarah Bonici could be compared to, uh, Colleen, is her name Colleen from, from Austria? If she is compared to Colleen, people might wanna buy that package over Sarah Bonici we don't know at least Sarah Bonici has given us a live performance so I'm not saying that it'll really be her fault and we know that Malta has traditionally struggled with the televote so I'm putting Malta on the shelf we'll come back to it if we have some slots if we have some slots open okay so I'm I'm starting this off with a 4-6 split I don't know if this is how it'll go but I'm going to try to do this with a 4-6 split Switzerland just came out. I'm telling y'all, I love it. The song is, I think, dividing a lot of people. But I think divisiveness sometimes works at the Eurovision Song Contest. So I'm going to go ahead and say that Switzerland is going to make it. The other thing that makes me think Switzerland is going to make it is Switzerland has made it with less. (laughs) Switzerland has qualified with far less. Now, I do think that this song... Again, divisive. I I just, the only thing that makes me maybe nervous is this is a vocally challenging song. And Nemo is a young performer. And y'all know I get nervous for my young performers. I do. But Remo last year was a young performer and the vocals were on point. So I'm going to go with a little bit of hopefulness. I'm going to go with a little bit of hopefulness. And I am going to say Switzerland is going to make it. Because also too, Switzerland does stage well. So we know the staging is gonna be on point. So I'm feeling good about Switzerland making it. Greece, we don't have the song, y'all. And I know some of y'all are gonna be like, Alicia, how can you say this? Y'all, I'm 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 gonna say that Greece is making it. Okay. Marina Sati is a seasoned performer. I know that Marina, the word on the street is that she was basically she was just being given song after song after song, and she was being picky. And I love that. She wasn't just taking the first thing that came her way. She was like, I think there was a little bit of I need to stay true to myself. What we're hearing about the song is it's going to have some English elements, but I think it's also going to have Greek elements. So it's going to be a little bit of an ethno fusion sort of experience. Marina Sati is well known. She is someone that a lot of us who love Greece. Yes, I love Greece at the Eurovision Song Contest, who love Greece have been kind of Hoping that she would represent Greece. So I'm going to say Greece is in there. I'm, I'm going to give it to Greece that I think they're going to make it through. And, and here's the thing Marina Sati, I just want to be clear, although a young female performer, she's not a dipping and doing it young female performer a la Colleen and Sarah Bonici. You know? So I think she gets to occupy I think she will be able to occupy lane. the only person who could be coming for her would be Bessa from Albania and I will say I actually think studio cut wise this song feels modern for Albania it feels traditional but there's a little bit of attitude there's spunk to it so in that fourth slot I'm gonna tell you what I'm in between I am in between because Armenia also too I don't know They've been radio silent, so I really think that this fourth fourth slot could be Armenia. If they're coming correct like they did last year, I'm feeling confident about Armenia. I'm going to be real with you. I'm feeling real confident about Armenia if they give us something a la what they did last year, but I have no clue. I have no clue, so I'm going to be irrational here, or, or actually, I'm going to be rational here and just say I just don't have enough information about Armenia right now to even consider putting them in the slot. And so the people who will benefit from this are going to be Albania and Denmark. Because here's the thing. Czechia, as much as I think the studio cut of Pedestal is good, that live performance at the national selection really shook me to my core. It shook me to my core so deeply because I was so shocked at how poorly executed that vocal was. I have to be real. Now, do I have hope that Iko can get in the vocal gym and get it together and figure out how to pace this song better? I can be hopeful, and we should all be hopeful for her because this is her introduction to the world. So I want to see it, but I'm just going to go ahead and say that it might not come together in the way that we want, not to mention the fact that, yes, Chekia has struggled before, Uh, historically at Eurovision. I know that they've been on a better train, you know, recent years, obviously. But I am still, I I do still think, you know, Czechia is still building a little bit of their Eurovision sort of knowledge, even amongst like folks in the Czech Republic, where like every time I've talked to like Czech artists, they're like, yeah, a lot of people don't even really know about Eurovision. So I think, we won't fumble the bag too much it won't be that bad, but this will be a learning um this will be a learning year I think for Czechia, potentially because the other thing with Czechia's song is remember we've talked about this before sort of they call it like the strong woman curse and I kind of hate the phrase of that, but unfortunately I do think it tends to be accurate perfect example of this was um speeding you up no longer apart where don't beat from the same heart. Another, I would say, recent example of this is <laughs> a daughter, Ranella. Ranella, I think, is a recent experience of this. It's something about the genre where women have these songs that get seen as aggressive. And for some reason, with televoters, I think, really have been affected by it more than juries. And now, you know, we're living in a world with no juries in the semis. I think that Aiko's song does kind of fall in line or could be interpreted that way. And so I'm going to say that Checky is going to sit this one out. I love the studio cut, but I feel like I have to be realistic. So again, fighting for this fourth slot, I really think it's going to be Albania v. Denmark. and And the crazy thing is, Denmark might actually have the edge. There's something about the song that I think is sticking with people, although it is a little bit like, to me, this is, Denmark's song is kind of like a perfect example of like a songwriting camp song. It's radio-friendly. It's inoffensive. It's a song that does feel formulaic it has the vocal moments it has a very clear you know song structure that everyone can follow verse pre-chorus chorus it has like sort of that a uh, scandi production ooh, ooh you know that sort of uh like thing that feels like a melody that everyone can kind of latch on and it just sort of sticks with you and so i think that that's a little bit of an advantage uh but here's the thing Albania could edge them out. Why do I think Albania could edge them out? I think that Albania is oftentimes uh, underrated at Eurovision and particularly in the fan bubble. But the thing is, Albania has found a way to be, I would say, um, really good at being Albanian. Here's the challenge though I just want to say, because I, I was like, I don't want to leave Armenia out of this. But I could see Albania and Denmark staying on the shelf if Armenia comes with something like they had last year. And and by that, I mean correct. (laughs) Current track, a little bit ambitious in the studio cut, and the staging was immaculate. So if Armenia is going to give us quality this year, which we know that they are capable of doing, then I'm not worried. But if Armenia is kind of fumble in the bag. I, you know, I'm like, I don't know. And if, and if they have a male performer that is a la like kind of what Musti's giving, or, you know, even a little bit like bombastic and fun, like with what the Netherlands could be giving, then Armenia could sit out as well. And then Albania being this country that a lot of people don't always check for, but people at home tend to go, ooh, yeah, Albania's doing Eurovision, because I think that's like kind of the adjective that people at home see when they see Albania, but we know that they're translating the song to English, and that is one of the big reasons why I'm like, Albania, I'm not feeling as confident. I'm not feeling as confident, and I really do think as inoffensive and kind of safe and arguably, if people want to say bland, you can say bland about Denmark, but they're is a subset of people who like just this. They like this stuff. So for the purposes of this, I'm actually, I'm going to give the edge to Denmark with the caveat of, you know, I will easily remove Denmark if Armenia were to come correct, but I don't have a lot of information on them. All right, let's move to the second half. Okay, let's move to the second half. And... um. I'm gonna say so with the second half. I'm I'm gonna say Estonia is qualifying. This is the type of joyfulness at Eurovision that I like. I don't really like entries that are like trying to be funny because the the problem is if I then am not laughing, then you have failed. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, and honestly, like I'll be candid with y'all. That's kind of how I feel about Finland. Like. Finland's entry is supposed to be funny. Like, they are trying to be funny. They are trying to sort of do, like, a Will Ferrell-esque thing. And, you know, I don't even know if I said this in my other podcast. It's so crazy because I remember when the Eurovision movie was, like, rumored to come out and everyone was like, oh, like, they're going to make it seem like a joke and blah, blah, blah. They actually really did it. Like, you know, obviously, like, if you've seen the Eurovision movie, like, the Icelandic song was great. <laughs> but I feel like what Finland is doing is almost like you could slot that into the movie as like, this was the finished performance. And like, people would be like, Oh, ha ha, you know, like, Oh, okay, it's Eurovision, it's camp, it's crazy. And the thing to me is, I could get with it if it actually made me laugh. It really doesn't like, I don't think it's bad per se, but it just I don't find it funny. So it's like if the pursuit is for this to be funny and bring me joy, they are failing in that endeavor. For me personally, Estonia, I don't know if they're trying to be funny. Like, I think it is kitsch. I think they want the song to be joyful. But to me, it brings me joy. Like I'm not laughing at it. I'm like, I feel like I'm laughing with it. And I feel that they are inviting us in to have a good time. So Estonia, I'm putting you in. I mean, it's qualifying. Georgia, I'm gonna put Georgia on the shelf. The thing with Georgia that worries me really is Georgia has direct competition, I think, with Greece and Albania for sure. Like, for sure does. I want to see Georgia qualify, and so I've been hopeful that Georgia is gonna give us something that I'm like, ooh, this is strong. I'm just worried. I'm just worried for it because honestly, I felt like Georgia had, you know, a qualification-worthy song last year. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm taking a deep breath. I'm trying to be hopeful, and I am open. I'm open for Georgia winning me over. But right now, for the purposes of this wild and crazy, we don't even have all the songs, (laughs) um, prediction, I'm going to say that Georgia is out. Next up, the Netherlands. The Netherlands is in. They sat out last year. They learned their lesson. They're coming back for a vengeance. The Netherlands is in. I actually think that the Netherlands has the opportunity to possibly best some of the other fun out of the box wacky entries that we have this year I think just based off of what Yoast has done in the past yeah what based off of what Yoast has done in the past if it's all of that you know and I really think it could be the Netherlands and Croatia battling it out for that televote winner and honestly Croatia might actually have the edge y'all they might they might, They might, but we'll see. I think the Netherlands is really going to deliver, so I am optimistic. Norway, I'm putting you in. Norway is qualifying. You're in. Latvia, I'm nervous about Latvia, and it's crazy because I think a lot of people are just feeling like Don's Hollow is a lock. I think they're just thinking it's a lock, and I'm kind of like... Although I think it's palpable, I, I do think there's something... Like, you don't forget it, you know? Like, the song... And, and I think there's something arresting about it. You know, don't look up. You know, I, I just... Whoa, you'll see me cry in rivers. And we do have a little bit of a vacuum um, with the ballads. And particularly, I think, with the ballads in this semi-final, So... For this purpose, I'm putting Latvia in, but I do think if Latvia doesn't make it, I think it'll have something to do with the way, like the live performance, not from the vocal, but really the creative direction of the live performance will be the thing that I think could put this in a place that's like, ooh, okay. So, hmm. So let me be clear. I am putting Latvia in, okay? I'm saying Latvia's in, but between you and me, you know, on the Eurovision for real podcast, I wouldn't say that Latvia is a lock, even if we look at kind of the numbers of things, at like how things went down last year. But I'm saying Latvia makes it. Next up, San Marino. I think San Marino's making it, y'all. I, I think San Marino is making it. They've got Spain voting in their semi. I think you know, they're giving us sort of this bombastic rock that I do think when there isn't a whole lot of it at the Eurovision Song Contest, people are like, oh, thank God, like something rock. Like there is a demographic of people who watch Eurovision and they're like, thank God, not another pop song. And they will pick up the phone and vote for it because of that. San Marino, we know they invest in the staging. Magara has vision. I I just, I think that this is going to be executed well. And I'm going to say that San Marino does make it. I'm going to say that, and then closing out the semi, Belgium, I, I mean, we don't know if Belgium is closing out the semi, uh, but at the bottom of the graphic is Belgium. Belgium is definitely qualifying, y'all. Definitely qualifying. There's no question. It They're qualifying. So if I did a 6-4 split, if I look at this, so what I'm saying for this crazy prediction, we're doing it we're doing it we're we're doing it we don't have all the songs but we're having fun and we're making predictions austria i'm gonna say that colleen with we will rave will be executed well she will be our pop girly dipping and doing it on the stage and i think she will be the pop girly that edges out and is able to advance so austria you're in there i'm gonna say malta i'm gonna say malta sarah bonici you're probably sat sat there on the freezer it's not really your fault you just I mean, who knew that you were going to have the girl who did the rehearsal for Fuego <laughs> in your in, in your half, like in your half and its first half. It's Malta. So I'm, I'm going to say like maybe Malta sits out, maybe I, I I'm going to be real with y'all. I could see a path for Malta qualifying. I'll just be honest. But let's say Malta gets shafted with the running order. Again, Malta has struggled before with Televote. So let's just say Malta is out. Next up, Switzerland. The song is seeming to be divisive, but I think it's going to be executed so well that even for the people who are kind of like, what did I just see? They'll be like, what did I just see? This is crazy. But I'm sold. (laughs) Like, this was wild. I've never seen anything or heard anything like this. I'm picking up the phone and I'm calling. So Switzerland, you're in. Next up, Greece. You're in. Marina Sati is going to bring Greece back to the grand final and might even be able to edge out a top 10 finish. I'm hopeful for Marina. I like I will say that. That is my bias. I am hopeful that just what we're gonna get is gonna be good. I'm hopeful the song is gonna be good and I'm hopeful the staging is gonna be good. Now, does Greece have a perfect record when it comes to staging? They absolutely do not. Okay. Marina is great. But she's not a miracle worker but i do feel like just her as an artist will be enough so that even if the staging is a little bit of a miss we will still like the song will just be so good that we gotta have it uh checkia i'm saying you're out i'm saying that i think you will wow us on the stage and everyone will be like oh my gosh like wow ico really has improved but i think it just won't be enough To make it through. So, Czechia, you're staying on ice. And then I got to Albania, Denmark, and Armenia. I think that it's Albania versus Denmark. I think if Albania didn't translate the song to English, then I'd be given Albania the edge. But since they are saying that they're translating it to English, I'm saying Denmark makes it. But guess what? Albania and Denmark could both lose out if Armenia gives us anything like Brunette last year. So I have to do a little bit of an asterisk with that one. I think Denmark and Albania could stay seated, you know, if Armenia really, really wows us, which we know Armenia has the ability to do, but they also have the ability to fly maybe too much under the radar sometimes. But I will also say even last year with Brunette, I thought that that song should have finished way higher than it did at the end. You know, I thought that that was one of the best songs that we had last year. It was in my top ten, so we'll just see. So I, I'm right now. I'm kind of saying it's Denmark. I'm saying that Denmark gets the edge if we're looking Albania v Denmark. But I do think Armenia could stomp on both of them. Next up, Estonia. Estonia is making it. I'm going to say that people at home will be like, it's fun. It's party. Yes, I think I think that commentators are going to give people um, a little bit of like the song is about and then folks are going to be like, whoa, this is crazy. And it's about this. I think people will latch onto it. So Estonia, you're in Georgia. Unfortunately, I'm going to say you're out. I wish I would have heard the song. I wish I would have been listening to it like right now because I think if I was listening to it I'd be able to maybe feel a little bit more like "Ooh, this is tricky like what's the battle between you know kind of Austria, Malta, Georgia, Albania gonna be looking like you know what I mean like I I think I would feel a little bit more nervous but uh, as of now I'm just gonna say maybe y'all miss out because also too I just feel like you know last year I really could have seen Georgia make it like and it didn't happen so I'm almost kind of nervous like well damn maybe even if Georgia does give us something of quality maybe they miss out again which sucks but you know this is the Eurovision song contest crazy things happen the Netherlands you're in there you're in there no question Norway do I need to say anything more you're in there got to I like I so appreciate Norway for giving us this entry it is so good It is, I think, going to be one of my, like, this is definitely a lock for my top 10 this year at Eurovision, and we don't even have all the songs. That's how good the song is to me. So it's in. Lafayette, I'm nervous for it, y'all. I want to be clear. I'm nervous for it. But Lafayette, I'm saying you make it through. I think because this is, you know, really a straightforward ballad, you know, I should say a straightforward power ballad. And we really don't have a lot of that, particularly in the semi. I think it'll end up feeling refreshing. So we're going to get Lapia. San Marino, you're the rock person. You're giving us the medal, Like, you're holding it down. So San Marino, you're in there. And then Belgium, I mean, I think that this is... I'm worried about the staging for it. But I'm not worried about Musti. And I think sonically the track is strong. It's qualifying for sure oh my goodness y'all so i have to do i guess a resolution so i did it i did it this is completely crazy we don't have all the songs but i made a prediction how do you feel about it who do you feel is missing you think you want to make a case for a country that i didn't mention that that's going to make it through feel free feel free to tell me but i will tell you looking at this list of what's left with Love, I think I'm still living in my world that the first semifinal is the semifinal of death. And I think for this second semi semi-final, I think the songs that we let go, I think we're not gonna feel that bad that they were let go. I think that we will be able to come to terms with the fact that those songs maybe needed to be left on the table so that we can have, you know, the strongest Eurovision grand final that we can have. Well, that concludes this episode of the Eurovision for Real podcast. We broke down semi-final 2. Crazy. I can't believe that we did that. If you love this podcast, please do everything you can to subscribe and follow. You don't want to miss any of the episodes we have coming up and I know some of y'all aren't really on YouTube like that and they're like okay well can you do more stuff here I will make sure that my interviews pop up here and I mean we're really in Eurovision season right now we really really are in the thick of it and I just want to say thank you for listening and please do follow this podcast and subscribe I got more in store for you